2: in. Welcome. Welcome to Mystery Theater. I am Hyman Brown. As a teller of mysterious tales, I am often asked, how much is fact and how much is fiction? Almost as often, another question is asked, who really knows? And if I am going to be asked about the story you are going to hear now... Let the asker be forewarned. The answer will be that question, who really knows? You may believe it's all fiction if you choose, but I'd like to see you prove it.
3: Has your husband definitely decided to join the executive (laughs) (laughs) Has he ever? If he's accepted, wild horses couldn't keep him out. So he'll be accepted. No question about that. And you don't look like a wild horse to me. I beg your pardon? Julie, I came here this morning to advise you as strongly as I can. If you have it in your power, by any means whatever, keep your husband out of the executive club. I see. No, no, you don't see. It's not the snobbish kind of thing you, you're thinking. It's for his own good, Julie. His and yours. You'll be sorry for the rest of your life if you let him join that club.
2: mystery drama, The Widows of Ziduri, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Field and and stars Lenka Peterson. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There are special days in everyone's life. Sad days, days of elation, ordeal, decision, in short, pivotal days. Carl Sims has awakened to such a day. His perfectly good breakfast, scarcely tasted, he is pacing the floor, waiting until it's time to leave. to catch his train into the city. Julie, his lovely wife, who prepared the uneaten breakfast, thinks he is overdoing it.
3: Honestly, Carl, I've never seen you so jumping.
2: But the
4: executive club, Julie, don't you know what that means? Well, I know that the meeting isn't until 8.30 tonight.
3: If you carry on like this all day, you'll be a litter taste by then. So I'm nervous. I'll be all right. But I can't understand what you think. You're so nervous. Mr. Lathrop
4: asked you to join the club, didn't he? He asked me if he might put my name up for membership. Well, then. Oh, can't you see this isn't just another club, Julie? Every member of the executive club is an important man. And if he isn't important when he joins, he gets important.
3: I like you just the way you are.
4: My boss, J.D. Mason, the president of Gotham Engineering, in case you've forgotten, is a member of the executive club. Can't you see what that means, Julie?
3: What I can see is that you're going to miss your train if you don't take off.
4: Huh? Oh, yes. I, I better go. I'll be home as early as I can. We'll we'll want an early dinner and... Yes, I'd I better get going. How
3: about a little kiss for Lex? Oh, Don't forget. Early dinner. Carl. Carl, you forgot your briefcase. I hope he remembers which train he's supposed to take. Good morning. You're Julie Sims, aren't you? Yes. I'm Rose Lathrop. I hope you don't mind my barging in like this without any notice or anything. Of course not. Come in. Thank you. I know it's outrageously early, but I wanted to be sure to catch you before you went out or something. Perfectly all right. Won't you sit down? Are you Mrs. Alfred Lathrop, your husband, the executive club man? That's right. Mrs. Sims... Well, would you mind if I called you Julie? Of course not. And I'm Rose. Mm-hmm. Julie, how do you feel about your husband joining the executive club? Oh, well, frankly, Mrs. Les Rose, it doesn't make much difference to me one way or the other. If Carl wants it, I guess I'm glad. Well, I, I came here this morning to advise you as strongly as I can. Keep your husband out of the executive club. I see. No. No, you don't see it at all. It's not the snobbish kind of thing you're thinking. It's for his own good. His and yours. You'll be sorry for the rest of your life if you let him join that club. And yet, apparently, you let your husband join. And I'm sorry. Why? I can't tell you why. At this point, I'm afraid to. Afraid? Yes. Oh, and, and please don't mention any of this to your husband. I mean that that I've been here, what I've said, any of it. We don't have many secrets from each other, Carl and I. Well, please keep this one. I, I can't tell you why just yet, but it's very important to me. Oh. All right, if you say so. Thank you. Does the executive club have anything like a woman's auxiliary? Oh, no, no, nothing, nothing at all of that kind. I wouldn't call it the woman's auxiliary, even, even if there was one. I think it might be better named... The Widows' Auxiliary. Widows? Oh, oh, you mean like golf widows, that kind of thing. No, my dear. I'm afraid I don't mean that at all. I mean exactly what I say.
5: Yes, Clara, what is it? Mr. Lathrop is here to see you, Mr. Mason. All right, Clara. Send him in, please. Not interrupting anything, am I, J.D.? No, 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 not at all. i sit down. I've been wanting to talk to you anyway about our man, Sims. Oh, Carl Sims, yes. Mm. Well, I'm putting him up for membership in the club tonight, you know. Yes. And you won't be sorry. I really think he'll work out well. Tractable. Knows how to handle himself. I think I'll put him in charge of Project Overlook if he passes muster tonight. Fine. Fine. I don't think there'll be any trouble about getting him in. It's mostly my recommendation, you know. Yes. Um, Any news at all from upstairs? Myra 7? I don't think it's wise to use that name even here, though I'm sure you're not bugged. No, I have not been in touch with... upstairs. Not for a couple of weeks now. Hmm. Well, I was just wondering what they think of our progress on Project Overlook. We've been working hard. His Excellency has been alerted that I'll be requesting an audience tonight. If there's time and if he seems, you know, in the right mood, I'll ask him. Yes. Yes, well, don't push it. Tell him, if you want to, that I absolutely endorse Carl Sims. It might make a difference. I'll tell him if I get the chance. But he makes up his own mind. You know that. Oh, yes. As, uh, as he should. As he should.
3: Carl? Eat it. It's steak. I almost had to take out a second mortgage. Oh,
4: yeah, very good, too. Done just right. Well, then eat it. sure. Sure.
3: Carol, if you're accepted tonight in the club, you know, that doesn't mean you absolutely have to join, does it? Have to? Why on earth wouldn't I want to?
4: Oh, I don't
3: know. I've just been thinking about it, that's all. Doesn't it seem to you that anything that offers so many advantages as you think this club does, well, mightn't there be some disadvantages, too? Name me one. Well, I can't, of course. It's just that... Nothing is perfect. I'm looking for the catch, that's all.
4: How would it be, Julie, if you just left that to me? I think I'm perfectly capable. Always the phone at dinner time. Want me to get it? No, I'll go. If it's Alfred Lathrop, tell him I'm ready anytime he is.
3: Hello? Julie, this is Rose Lathrop. Oh, hi. Alfred says Carl's going to stop by and pick him up so they can go to the meeting together. Oh, Carl didn't mention it. So why don't you come with him? The two of us can sit here together and wait out the decision. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Yes, I'd like to. Good. Is Carl still... uh... determined? Yes. Yes. That's the way it goes. Okay. See you later.
4: Was that Lathrop? Is he ready to go?
3: No, it was his wife. She suggested that I drive over with you, and the two of us wait at her house till the meeting's over. Hey,
4: that's terrific. Yes, that was very thoughtful of her. Well, I don't mean that... What I mean is, if she did that, then Lathrop must be pretty sure I'm going to get in. He wouldn't go out on a limb like that if he weren't pretty sure. I can't remember. Have you ever met Mrs. Lathrop? Oh, I've I've seen her. Uh, Mr. Lathrop? No. just wanted to get it straight before... Good evening, Carl. Good evening. I'd like you to meet my wife, Julie, Mr. Lathrop. How do you do? Hello. Why don't you step inside? Rose.
3: Hello.
5: I'm Rose Lathrop. Mr. and Mrs. Sims, Rose. Nice
3: Mm -hmm. to meet
5: you. Carl, how would you like to walk over to the club? It's only a few blocks. Sure, fine with me. It's a big thing with us at the club. Keep the body fit. It has a brain to serve. We won't be late, Rose. See you
4: later, Julie. I'll call you as soon as I know anything. Okay. Good luck.
3: Good luck. Not a chance, Julie. He'll be accepted. You know, if you're going to keep on saying things like that, I think you ought to explain. Yes, you're right. And I will explain just as soon as we're absolutely sure Carl's joining the club.
5: I uh, think you've met all the members now, Carl. Carl? What do you think of us?
4: I'm impressed. Very distinguished and yet very friendly. Fine group of men, Carl. Mr. Nathan, I
5: think it's about time you started calling me Alfred. Don't you? All right.
4: What I was going to ask you, are they all here? I expected a much larger group. Oh, we're a very exclusive club, Carl. Yes, yes, they're
5: all here. All that is except your boss, J.D. Mason.
4: I was wondering about that.
5: Oh, no, he had to go to Chicago tonight. He called me around 7.30, gave me his proxy for tonight's meeting, and that's two you can count on.
4: I'll need more than that. Now, don't
5: fret, Carl. You're the sort of man we want. Getting close to time, Alfred. i uh, be right with you. That's Jim Corning. He's the club secretary. Uh. Now, this won't take long, I promise you, Carl. You, you you just relax. Have a drink. A bar is all yours. <laughs>
4: I think I'd fall flat on my face if I did. Well, then don't.
5: I'll see you later.
3: You know, I'm really taking a terrible chance with you, Julie. What do you mean? Well, I've done this twice before. I had this kind of talk with two other women when their husbands joined the club. Didn't get me anywhere, but at least I didn't get hurt. Hurt? How could you get hurt? They might have told their husbands. Their husbands would certainly have told Alfred. Oh, I could have been hurt, all right. You know, honestly, you're frightening me. I'm sorry. As soon as we hear from Alfred or Carla, I'll tell you the whole thing. Not that you'll be any less frightened when you hear it.
5: Has the equipment been checked out, Jim? All okay, Alfred. Isn't it about time for contact? Yeah, just Soul 3, calling Myra 7. Soul 3, calling Myra 7. Come in, Myra 7.
4: Myra seven here.
5: You may proceed. Soul 3. Okay, Alfred. Remember, three seconds before you answer. I know, I know. This is Earthling 4825D. Earth designation Alfred Lathrop. I request audience with His Excellency Algus 2J.
4: Audience granted. Proceed.
5: Your Excellency, I wish to place in nomination for enrollment in your service the Earthling locally designated.
2: Carl Simms. Communication with another planet, another planetary system altogether, from a scientific standpoint, it's not impossible. We can bounce messages off satellites and send them around the Earth without distortion. What if we didn't bounce them off the satellite? Just send them on Wouldn't they simply continue through space until they found a receiver? Mystery Theater will continue shortly with Act Two. There are many people, some of them very wise, who are firmly convinced that we are not alone in the universe. These wise men also believe that our intelligence is not necessarily unique. And there is logic in what they say. It's a very large universe to boast only one minor planet, which has been overrun by creatures who call themselves humans. Alfred Lathrop is engaged in a two-way radio conversation, which seems to confirm these wise men.
5: The Earthling, Carl Sims, is a young man with great potential for service to our cause. He will be, if he receives your approval, groomed for the presidency of the Gotham Engineering Corporation, which is dedicated to our purposes. He has the endorsement of Earthling 4164B, Earth designation J.D. Mason, who is now president and will soon become chairman of the board of Gotham. I... Personally, guarantee the success of the Carl Sims conversion.
4: Permission is granted to convert Earthling Carl Sims. His working designation will be 5129M. Get that down, Jim. Do not install Entrant as Gotham President without approval here. This communication is at an end. <laughs>
5: All right, Jim. Let's go out to the common room. You give me a minute alone with Carl and then we'll have a customary drink to celebrate and adjourn the meeting. Well, first, don't you think we ought to set the time for the initiation? Oh, yes, yes. You're quite right. I, I, I think tomorrow evening. Right. I have a feeling about this one and I don't want to waste any time. Right. Right. Tomorrow evening at 8.30. Congratulations, Carl. You're in.
4: No kidding. They... I, I've been accepted. Unanimously,
5: my boy. Let <laughs> me shake your hand. You're one of us now. Wow.
4: When, uh, there's an initiation, isn't there?
5: Oh, yes, yes, of course. be uh, really soon. Now, you hold yourself ready at any time. Well, now, come on in and have a drink with your new fellow members.
4: Uh... Will it be all right if I just make a fast phone call to Julie first? I promised I would.
3: That's it. That must be Carl. Do you want to answer it? If you don't mind. Hello? Is is that you, Julie? Yes, Carl. What happened?
4: I'm in, Julie. It was unanimous. I'm a member. (laughs) I can't believe it. I'm a member of the executive club.
3: Congratulations, as long as that's what you want.
4: Is that all you have to say?
3: Well, I said congratulations. Will you and Mr. Lathrop be home soon?
4: I can't stand all this enthusiasm. Yes, we're just going to have a drink and then leave. Twenty minutes or so. All
3: right. I'm sorry, oh, I... get forget it. See you later. Okay. You've been accepted? Unanimously. Well, we did expect it, didn't we? I poured you a brandy. You're going to need it. Thanks. I hope now you'll tell me what this is all about. Well, they're... They're all robots. What did you say? Alfred and all the rest of them, every member of the executive club, they're all robots. Oh, come on, Rose. I know. I know how it must sound when it just... I just hit you with it. I've had years to grow accustomed to it. As accustomed as you can get. But well, there isn't any such thing as robots, Rose. I mean, not that look and talk and act like people. There just isn't any such thing. Androids. Robots. I, I, I don't know whether there's a proper word for them or not. Former people. Whatever you call them, they're not human anymore. I just can't believe it. They're, they're controlled by by something alien. Alien? I mean, not of this earth. Oh, it's too, too much. You know that, don't you? <sighs> oh, it's too much, all right. But that doesn't keep it from being true. Alfred is one of the charter members of the Executive Club. I have been living with a a robot for, I guess, I guess, almost twelve years now. Well, let's say it's true. Why do you live with him? Well, what would you suggest? Divorce? Your honor, on the grounds that my husband is a robot. He'd have me in a straitjacket in no time. Oh, Rose, I'm so sorry. let's try not to let it happen to you. As I said, they're, they're controlled by something alien, something not only not of this earth, but I'm convinced not even on it. And they're all very, very important men... I'm sure your husband has mentioned that. Oh, yes, he keeps on and on about it. They're powerful. They're rich and powerful, and they use their power, all their resources, to further the designs of the aliens who control them. I, I don't know exactly what their purpose is, those alien creatures and their robot lackeys, but it's against us, Julie. It's against the people of this Earth. I'm trying, Rose. Honestly, I'm trying, but... <laughs> You don't know how all this sounds. I've lived with it for years, and I'm still as horrified as you are. Now listen to the rest of it, and then decide whether or not you can believe it. All right, go on. Well, this isn't the only club. There are at least a dozen of them around this country. They they work in all, all different areas, industry, finance, politics, science, the arts. I don't know what all, but they, they cooperate like, well, like parts of a single machine. And maybe what, that's what they are. Sooner or later, they're going to take over. Take over what? Us. Everybody, everything. The earth. Does anybody else suspect all this? Any of the other wives? I don't know. Some of them must, surely. I, I've been a- afraid to approach them. Afraid? Why? Well, if the men, including Alfred. Oh, God, including Alfred. If they considered me a threat, I... I'm convinced they'd simply eliminate me. Rose. Like a shot, without a scruple. Do you actually know all this? I mean, is it just a suspicion you have? I know. Take my word for it. I know. Alfred's told me. Oh, not the whole story. Of course, there, there are areas that seem to be pretty well sealed off. But he's told me enough. I thought it was so secret. It seems strange he'd tell you if none of the other husbands told their wives. I know how to make him talk, that's all. I figured out a way to short-circuit his computer. Computer? The thing they put where his brain used to be.
4: Beautiful evening. I'm glad we decided to walk. I feel... Uh, you can't imagine how good I feel. Oh, sure I can. It's a
5: wonderful thing for a young man becoming a member of the executive club. More wonderful
4: even than you know, Carl. Oh, I do know. I really think I do. You won't really know until after the initiation. Do you have any idea when the initiation will be?
5: <laughs> I know exactly, but you won't know until the day comes.
3: as much as I do now. Julie, what do you think? To tell you the truth, I just plain don't know what to think. Oh, it's it's a pretty fantastic story. Hmm. Too fantastic for me to have made up. Oh, I don't think you're lying. Unless you believe me, you have to think I'm deranged. Those are the alternatives. I, I think I believe you. Not because it's a plausible story, but because I don't think you're lying, and I don't think you're off your rocker. So what can I do but believe? It's true. Honest to God, Julie, it's true. What about Carl? When will they do it? They haven't already, have they? Oh, no, 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 my dear. He's still all right. Don't worry about that. He'll be safe until the night of the initiation. Julie, I have a plan. To help Carl? Yes. And to put a stop to all of it. Put an end to the executive club. Before they do anything to Carl? If it works. I've had this plan for a long time, but I, I can't manage it without help. This is the first time anybody's even... even been willing to listen to me. Will you help me, Julie? Oh, yes. I don't want to see Carl made into a... Yes, I'll help. It... it could be dangerous. All right. I thought I'd never... Oh, Julie, thank you. We'll do it. I know we'll do it. Now, the night of the initiation, we'll do it. When will they have the initiation? I don't know yet. They keep it a secret. The date of the initiation is never known to anyone but the members. Carl himself won't get more than a, a few hours' notice. Oh, then how can we... Well, I, I can find out when it's going to be. I'll ask Alfred tonight. And he'll just tell you? I can make him tell me. See, their minds are computers, Julie. If you overload them, they, they get confused. And when they're confused, they're inhibitors or whatever you want to call them. They, they simply stop functioning. You can get most anything out of them. I've learned the technique very well. Alfred? Alfred? Hmm? What? what? Are you what? awake?
5: Uh, yes. Yes. I am now. Uh,
3: I brought you a glass of warm milk.
5: You brought me... You woke me up to give me a glass of warm milk? What for? To help me... Help me sleep? Well, that's crazy.
3: Well, you were tossing and turning and muttering and talking. Talking? In my sleep? Yes. What did I say? Oh, nothing anybody could understand. Just mumbling and moaning and groaning. I just thought maybe a glass of warm milk would help you get some decent sleep. Well... And me, too. Come on, now drink the milk before it gets cold.
5: All right, all right, thank you. Uh, Talking in my sleep.
3: Mm, Muttering. Alfred, uh, who all was at the meeting tonight?
5: Well, you know, Carl Sims and the members, all but J.D. Mason. He he Uh, couldn't. Did
3: you remember to call the plumber about the kitchen drain today?
5: The plumber? Why well, I thought you were going... to. Oh,
3: well, those kids next door have been running through our yard, Alfred, and my zinnias are just a mess. I think you ought to go over and have a talk with Mr. Torrance about it. Well,
5: Mr. Torrance can hardly be expected to do anything about our kitchen drain after... But the kids... Oh, Al- I,
3: I... Al- Alfred, have you heard from that cousin of yours out in Wyoming who was going to have the operation?
5: Alice? Well, she doesn't have any kids, and even if she did, they wouldn't be running through our yard messing up your...
3: Alfred, family. Alfred, are you going to write that check to the cancer fund, or, or, or did you want me to do it? Cancer? No, no, no. Alice's operation was for
5: gallstones. I I, I think it was gallstones.
3: Alfred, I... I saw the most beautiful pantsuit at Randall's today. Would you mind if I bought oh, w-
5: it? Wait Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Alice doesn't wear, and, 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 and if oh, she did... Oh, did
3: you remember to have your driver's license renewed? Now, I know it runs out either this month or next. You shouldn't neglect things drivers, like that.
5: listen, Alice, I, I I, mean Rose, and if she wants to wear a pantsuit, I don't see what business Alfred, I do...
3: Alfred, Alfred, when is Carl Sims going to be initiated and in the climb? The class?
5: Torrance children are too young to drive anyway, so why should I go over there? When...
3: Is Carl Sims going to be initiated and into the club? And as far as
5: the kitchen sink is concerned, Alice, well, I, I mean late. Rose. Is Carl
3: Sims going to be initiated into the club?
5: Tomorrow night. Meeting eight thirty.
3: Finish your milk, Alfred. You must be sleepy.
2: People with computers for brains? Another concept that isn't easy to believe. But then the extraordinary is always hard to accept. The radio on which you are listening to this story was once considered some mad inventor's dream. So is the bright little bulb in the lamp at your elbow. So, here we have a mechanized brain housed in a human body. Don't call it beyond the realm of possibility before you hear what happens. When I return shortly with Act Three.
3: At X Los Angeles.
2: Digression is not unusual in this world. It's characteristic of the individual, the tribe, the community, and perhaps especially the nation. And since it is so widespread, Among mankind, I don't believe we ought to be too surprised when at last we contact alien intelligence to find it present there as well. According to Rose Lathrop, there is such an intelligence which has taken over the executive club and has controlled its members in such a way as to further its own selfish and aggressive ends. Carl Finn. Has been approved for membership in the club. Jury doesn't like it. And they've quarreled.
3: Your toast is ready, Carl.
2: I don't want any breakfast. All right. Pout.
4: I'll get that. Go ahead. Hello? Alfred Lathrop
5: here. Are you alone? Well. All right, answer uh, non committally. You understand?
4: Yes, yeah, sure.
5: The initiation is set for
4: tonight. Already? Well not just, I thought... just
5: at 8.30 at the clubhouse. You and I will have dinner together at the Red Barn. Go straight to the meeting from there. You won't be home for dinner.
4: Well, all right, That's but... That's the
5: way it's been arranged.
4: Okay. I guess I can manage. And
5: not a word to anyone about the initiation. That's important. I understand. See you then. And remember, not a
4: word. Right.
3: Well, that was pretty cryptic
4: i better go if I don't want to miss my train. I'll be late tonight. Don't wait dinner for me. I'll pick up a bite in the city.
3: You have to work late?
4: Yes. They've run into a snag on uh, a special project I've been working on, and if we don't get it straightened out tonight, we'll fall behind schedule.
3: Was that the office, Colin?
4: Yes. Yes, that was Mr. Mason himself.
3: It wasn't Alfred Lathrop?
4: I told you who it was. What are you doing, calling me a liar now?
3: All right. How late will you be?
4: I've no idea. After I've finished the job, whatever time that is, I'll come home. I've got to run, Julie.
3: Maybe that's exactly what you should do. Run. Oh, Julie, come in. Rose, Carl got a phone call just before he left for the office. And it was just a yes-or-no conversation from his end, and he... I think the initiation's going to be tonight. Yes, you're right. Sit down, Julie. You don't look well at all. It is tonight? Yes. I forced it all out of Alfred. Can I get you anything? No, I'm all right. I'm scared, that's all. I'm scared to death. I think it's going to be all right. Now, he and Alfred will have dinner somewhere and then go to the meeting. What are we going to do? I told you. I have a plan. For tonight? Will it work tonight? As well as any other night. It's a very simple plan, really. The timing is pretty delicate, of course, but I'll take care of that. Here's what we have to do. It's almost 8.30. Shouldn't we hurry? No. No, we're just about right. They won't go into the inner room until a few minutes past 8.30. We don't want to get there until after that. The inner room... Is that where the initiation... Is that where they do it? Yes, but they won't this time. Not if we can help it. I don't see how you can Trust me. I really do know what I'm doing. It's... It's surgery, you said. Yes. There's a Dr. Lane who's a member of the club, and I assume he performs the surgery, although I've never quite been able to get it out of Alfred. That part seems to be pretty thoroughly locked in. Dr. Lane... You've heard of him, probably. He's just about the best brain surgeon there is anywhere. Why shouldn't he be? He's programmed for it. I'm so scared. It's going to work, Julie. I know it's going to work. You don't really know, though, do you? There's a power switch somewhere. There has to be. If their brains, they're computers, are mechanical, and I know they are... And there's got to be a power source. And if you can turn power on, you can turn it off. It has to be that way. You've never asked Alfred? Oh, a million times. They've really got that one sealed off. Well, then what makes you think you can get somebody else to tell you? Well, when they go into the inner room, they'll leave one man in the common room to guard the door. They're Tyler, they call him. (laughs) Isn't that sweet and old-fashioned? But if Alfred won't tell you... They're Tyler, whoever it is tonight has never experienced the kind of short-circuit and I'm going to hit him with. Now, I'm depending on the shot to break him all the way down. And if it doesn't, what have we got to lose?
5: Now, Carl, we're almost ready to go into the inner room where the initiation will take place. (laughs) Takes me back to my college days. Except that there's nothing frivolous about this. Will one of you men hang up his shirt and jacket, please?
4: All right, Carl. Sit here. Okay. I, I thought it was going to be in the, uh, the inner room. That part comes later. Ready, Jim? All Go ahead. Ouch! What was that? He stuck a needle in my arm.
5: Nothing to be concerned about, Carl. You're too tense. You need to relax. It was just a mild tranquilizer. It's going to relax you make you feel sleepy. Very contented and at peace with the world. You are getting sleepy, aren't you? See? Your eyes are closing. And it feels so good just to rest and let the tension drain out of you. And sleep. Rest.
4: I do what you tell me to do, but only what you
5: tell me to do. The executive club which you have the honor of joining this evening is controlled by a civilization which is ages older and infinitely more advanced than what we call civilization here on Earth. The beings who make up that civilization are our masters... They live on the seventh planet of a star known to earthlings as Myra. They're in urgent need of our mineral and other resources. We serve them. They are our masters. We have been, as you will be tonight, partially mechanized, the better to serve them in all things. Eventually, all earth people will be their servants. To us has been granted the privilege of pioneering in this. Is that all clear to you, Carl? Yes. Clear. All right. Is Dr. Lane ready, Jim? All set. He's waiting. I'll stay out here. I drew Tyler duty tonight. You will come with me now, Carl, into the inner room.
3: Julie, let's go inside I thought you said there was going to be a doorman of whatever you called him Pilot. no, no, this door goes into the common room So will be guarding the door between the common and the inner room are you ready? ready as I can get well,
0: who,
3: who's that? oh, just us, Mr. Uh, oh, it's uh, Jim Jim Corning, isn't it?
5: Mrs. Lathrop? well, you're not supposed to be in here, you know
3: Oh, uh, this is Julie Sims. Her husband is being initiated this evening.
5: Oh, well, I, I'm glad to know you, Mrs. Sims. But you're not supposed to be here either, I Oh, mean. well,
3: that's a silly rule. Oh, uh, didn't I hear that your wife was going out to the coast to visit her sister, Tim?
5: Well, the membership always felt... My wife doesn't have a sister. She has a brother.
3: Oh, that must have been Addie Clark. Is, is it true that I hear that Addie and her husband are on point of separating? Uh,
5: her brother isn't even married, so... Addie Clark? Well, yes, she's married. She, oh, yes. your
3: son Bobby was so good in that high school play last spring, Jim. Is he planning to be an actor when he grows up?
5: And I never heard if there was any trouble between Jerry and Addie. And no, no, Bobby's... My son, not Jerry's. I I have two sons, oh, Bobby I'll and I'll
3: bet if your wife's sister was here she'd Start a women's auxiliary. my
5: wife isn't an actor and 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 and, and uh, 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 the membership has always felt well, that what what what's the source of the power that keeps all of you going jim it, it's just never seemed to be a good idea a woman's auxiliary and because
3: what, what of... power source
5: do you all use jim and my wife's brother isn't an actor he's a, he's a professor of english at
3: what's
5: your power source yeah. jim solar energy they showed us yeah what college did you go to? Um, Harvard Law. And... Uh,
3: did you ever meet Clarence Thorpe? he went there. And
5: before that Penn State, and I, I, I never heard of a Thorpe College. I, I went to... Your
3: wife's
5: sister married a, a dentist. My wife's he? brother is... His, his name isn't Clarence. But where's
3: the switch that turns off the solar energy? His limb? name is Frank.
5: Or, or, or there was a Harry I used to know. But I don't...
3: Where's I... the solar energy power switch to? But in?
5: he never belonged to... The... The membership has always felt that... The power switch,
3: Jim, where is it? Over there. Behind the portrait. Of oh, the God. Founder. God, I was afraid it would be in the inner room. Jim, Jim, what was the founder's name? He, he was never married to my wife's sister. She, she
5: doesn't even but have a... Well, Bobby plan to go to college? The founder's name wasn't Bobby. It, it was
3: something more like... Did you go home for dinner tonight? Bobby's my son. He, he wouldn't... Be the founder because he's I'm only. I'm going to get I... the combination, Julie. Now take it down.
5: I think the founder was older, and anyway, the the membership has always. What's held. the
3: combination to the safe, Jim?
5: And besides, Bobby's too young to join the club. You you you, you have What's to What's be... the
3: combination, Jim? And my wife doesn't
5: have a brother. I mean, a, a sister. Give me the should... combination, Jim. Thirty-six right. Seven left. Eighteen right.
3: Thirty left. Got it, Julie. Yes. Open it. I I've got a I've got such a headache. I'm sorry, Jim. How's it going, Julie? Eighteen right. Thirty left.
5: Oh, I've got it. It's open. Your ladies shouldn't be in here in here at all beca- Do you because you
3: see the switch. It's in here. That the side wall of the thing Pull it. But Rose, your husband—my husband's been dead for years. Cut the switch. I keep telling you, ladies, that <coughs> he's done for. Let's get inside. them! They've locked the door. Rose, it's—it's it's opening. Carl. They were going to my head.
4: They were going to catch him. They gave me a shot. It was... I'll be all right now.
3: They're all finished. All of them. Alfred, too? Years ago. I've already done my grieving. Are they dead? They're turned off. Like a vacuum when you've finished with it. Did they... They didn't do anything to you, did they, Carl?
4: No. No. But they were going to. They were going to.
3: All right. This is cleaned up. All we have to worry about now is the dozen or so other clubs scattered around the country. I hope my list is complete.
2: I'll be back shortly with a final thought. When you throw a switch and what appears to be a man collapses, you have to believe, don't you? The executive club is defunct, due to a sudden shortage of members. But what about those other clubs? The one in Washington, for example, in Wall Street, the Kremlin? Not a thing you like to dwell on, is it? Our cast included Lenka Peterson, Arnold Moss, Gordon Gould, Carol Titel, and Court Benson. Associate Director, Marlon Swing. This is Hyman Brown, producer-director, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, then, pleasant dreams.
0: CBS News, I'm, I'm McCormick. There was a lot of last-minute partisan wrangling the day before the impeachment hearings began, and House Judiciary Committee Chairman Henry Hyde says he was trying to put politics aside. I'm
2: doing everything I can think of to be fair without totally surrendering the fact that we are the majority party and in control of the committee.
0: And Hyde says besides, the White House hasn't been very cooperative in answering the 81 questions he submitted. The spotlight on the first day of hearings will be the man who started it all, Independent Counsel Ken Starr. CBS News correspondent Scott Pelley has seen Starr's prepared testimony. In his
5: testimony, Starr will accuse the president of misuse of presidential authority. He is expected to say, quote, The evidence suggests that the president repeatedly used the machinery of government and the powers of his office to conceal his relationship with Monica Lewinsky from the American people and from the grand jury. Starr will be the first witness before the Judiciary Committee he is
2: expected to take all day.
0: The committee may also call other witnesses, like Clinton aide Bruce Lindsay and the President's attorney in the Paula Jones case, Robert Bennett. The man at the center of the impeachment hearings may be asleep when Starr begins his testimony. That's because President Clinton is a 14-hour time difference away in Tokyo. Correspondent Peter Mayer reports the president's trying to keep the focus on international policy and Asia's financial crisis in particular.
5: President Clinton will use this whirlwind visit to urge Japan to enact quick and major economic reforms. Heading into this summit, administration officials said Japan could not export its way out of the current economic mess. On the long flight here, the president made congratulatory calls to incoming House Speaker Bob Livingston and the new GOP Conference Chairman J.C. Watts. The president arrives here just hours before the House Judiciary Committee opens impeachment hearings, but the White House is anxious to convey an image of a president taking care of business and unconcerned about the problems at home. Peter Mayer, CBS News, with the president in Tokyo.
0: Tokyo's Nikkei finished lower on Thursday, down 244 points, despite assurances from Japan's Prime Minister that his country will work to pull itself out of recession.